The Podium. The Podium. That's the news and current affairs program. Current affairs program of the moment. Designed to analyze major issues in the nation's politics. Every weekday at 9 a.m. on Love FM 104.5 Crowther Radio, Abuja. And the unbeatable team of analysts as well as very informed listeners to add your voices on issues of governance. The Podium. Program that makes your day every weekday on this dial. It's always a bad day. A very pleasant morning to you, Abuja, wherever you're turning from. You're into your multiple award-winning station, Love 104.5 here on the hills of Mpape in the nation's capital. Today is um, Friday and it is the 12th day in the month of May 2023. Welcome to the podium. The podium is our current affairs flagship program on policy strategy and good governance. My name is Peniel, Peniel Diana. Today being Friday is an post day where we discuss Nigeria in numbers and in figures. But before we go, you know, to the nitty gritty of our discussion today, we'll have a full house this morning. And as usual, um, a he for she. So I always want to do them the honor, right? <laughs> the way one of them is just looking at me like, hey, okay, Penny, all right. That's good. That's okay. But um, it wants to stop me from doing what I know how to do. Um, to my, let me start from my right. I have Tracy Zigwe. Tracy, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, Penel. I'm really enjoying this. And the fact that you're staying on it is um, a very welcomed one. And I keep saying it spreads, just like our promo said, it spread across um, every facet of our life as Nigerians. Let women be given this kind of opportunity. We're looking for 35 and i'm giving you 60. yes but let's even start with the 35. yeah and let it cut across other facets it will be just be fine for us and you see the country just you know and then probably one day a woman can just be the president of this country congratulations i can't wait for that day i'm one of those um persons waiting for the day we will have a female as the number one citizen of this country you guys will not worry about corruption anymore there will be corruption anywhere anywhere i can assure you of that well uh, you won't pull me out of where i am right now let me remain there peniel just stay put okay and um to my far left patricia bassi from NI polls good morning to you patricia and happy new month Hi, Penny. Good morning. Good morning, Abuja. Good morning, listeners. Well, I, would you say it's Happy New Month? Yes, I'm just seeing you. Of... This is the first day I'm seeing you this uh, month. So let me say Happy New Month okay, to you. Happy New Month to you too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, let me go to my guests this morning. But before then, I have um, Julius God's gift. Yeah, good morning, Penny. Good morning, Abuja. Good morning, Nigeria. It's indeed an amazing Friday right here in the studios. And of course, we come to you very, very, very sweetly this morning. We have a no eye polls in the building. So, a whole lot we talked about this morning. And also, on the countdown. Again. I'm, I'm always on the countdown. So, we are counting down to the inauguration 
of the 16th president in the history of Nigeria from 1960 till date. And of course, we are barely 16 days away to the inauguration of um, His, His Excellency Senator Bola Tinubu. Okay, um, having said that, we'll allow politicians to do what they would do, but also reminding you that it is our responsibility to put them in check right even as um, the days draws nearer for mr preston to do his final handover having completed his eight years in office but then let's go straight to business this morning uh, we'll be looking at malaria intervention and operational challenges and like i rightly told us earlier my guest our guest this morning is um john ocholi he's a director technical and programs um society for family health good to have you on the show this morning mr john good morning panel good morning listener good morning nigeria interesting uh but then patricia let's start with you before i um we get to hear from um, john ocholi okay so um in very simple terms um what is malaria malaria is a life-threatening disease caused by parasites that are transmitted to people through through the bites of infected female anopheles mosquitoes and for years in fact i could say for decades malaria has been one of the leading um, disease burdens with high fatality rates in nigeria and as at in um, 2021 the malaria report nearly half of the world's population was at risk of malaria so in light of these um, and also in commemoration of the world malaria day which is done on the 25th of april every year nri post decided to you know feel the pulse of nigerians to get their opinion their perception on um, malaria disease and malaria outbreak in nigeria um, it looked at the prevalence it looked at um, symptoms what symptoms they are aware of what measures they take in terms of um, preventing and protecting themselves from um, getting malaria and we had found out that majority of nigerians that's 91 percent affirmed that uh, malaria is one of the most worrisome health challenges in nigeria and this perception cuts across all the six geopolitical zones that is to say that all nigerians across all the six geopolitical zones surveyed were of the opinion and affirmed that <coughs> malaria is you know the most worrisome health challenge in the country we had um, further asked them on the frequency of treating malaria in nigeria and we had asked you know um, respondents we said how often do you treat malaria we had 34 percent who stated they treat malaria every two months we had 28 percent who said twice a year we had 17 percent who said they treat malaria once a year interestingly five percent stated that they treat malaria every month that is to say that every month that goes by they you know get to treat malaria so and um, further down the poll we had asked them what actions do you take what actions were taken when you notice that you have um, symptoms of malaria and we had 41 percent who stated they go to the hospital when they observe they have symptoms of malaria we had 22 percent say they go to a chemist shop 21% stated they go to a pharmacy shop, 11% say they take herbs, 7% say they buy drugs amongst um, other responses that respondents had, you know, given. And we asked, okay, um, what measures do you take to prevent yourself or your household 
from contracting malaria. We had 54% who stated they sleep under mosquito-treated nets. 41% said they spray insecticide, insecticides routinely. We had 28% who stated um, cleaning household surroundings. 11% um, drainage, they drain stagnant water within you know, their household and within you know, the environment. So these are key highlights from the malaria poll that was conducted in April 2023. Thank you very much, um, Patricia, for that breakdown. Um, Ochoni, let me come to you. The issue of malaria seems to be endemic with us. Is it that there's no cure for it at all? Or at no point are we going to say bye-bye to malaria in this country? So thank you again. Uh, just want to say that to assure us that there's cure for malaria. And the world is moving towards the bye-bye for malaria. Um, <laughs> I think that, that would be a good news. And efforts that have been done over the years uh, is showing that there's a gradual decline from where it used to be to where we were now. Uh, in the past, there was a time that to treat malaria then you use all kind of things. And then there was an interesting time where we used chloroquine. Mm. And people take chloroquine and sometimes you say, ah, the effect of chloroquine is that now I don't have to sleep for three nights because I have to eat myself and all that and all that. But it was working at that time. And after a while, chloroquine was not doing it again. And then we got to a point where we're now having the combination therapy. And that is curing the malaria. And we're hearing news around the world where malaria, it's been eliminated from different countries. But malaria is a serious thing, like she said. Um, from the WHO report, about 240 million people or cases of malaria were recorded around 2021, 2022, 247 million. And if you bring it home to Nigeria, you see that Nigeria, there are like four countries and all of them are African countries that contribute to the burden of malaria around the world. Nigeria, um, you have... Uh, the DRC, you have Uganda, you have Mozambique, but interestingly, Nigeria only or alone contributes 27% of everything in the world. And that is why there's interest and there's attention to Nigeria. If we want to reduce and release people of that burden, that pain, that stress of malaria, if you're able to do a lot in Nigeria, you have done a lot to the whole world. And that is why all efforts are geared towards, and that's why there's a World Malaria Day there are efforts, there's presidential initiative for malaria, the government of Nigeria, the Ministry of Health, everybody keep pushing. But like I said, there's assurance because efforts are being done to reduce malaria and take it away. And that's why we're saying this elimination of malaria. There are countries in Africa that now have said they've eliminated malaria from them. And then there are also countries around the world. And we are also gearing towards that. Uh, if you look at it, I might be right. Uh, I stand also to be corrected. The malaria campaigns we've been having, even as a child growing up, never stemmed from government. It has always been sponsored by international bodies. And this has to do with us. Uh, is there a deliberate attempt from government not to really push for the elimination? Because if, uh, just like when we had the issue of HIV AIDS, most of the donors came from international organizations, not from, you know, uh, there was no more like to say strong move by the government to say okay, we are stamping our authority on this we want this to be wiped out of this country we want to be hiv free by all means same 
as malaria as a child growing up we've been hearing campaigns coming from international organizations trying to see how they can wipe off malaria but on the part of government what exactly is the problem so i want to say that the government is doing so much for this to happen now first nigeria belong to a global community and when you talk about global community you're talking about everybody bringing in resources to work together so when you hear donors also coming in some of those donor supports also have from different countries including nigeria but when you bring it home to the nigerian government and what the nigerian government is doing first you have to have the enabling environment for even the donor to function you have to have the policies that make things happen remember they talk about stigma during the hiv right so the government had to come and talk about something so we can overcome the stigma so people can freely talk about it with money Go from donors still no government had some there's some votes that government have if you check and that is what you know i talk about our media and our our uh, media doing what we call the investigative journalism you, you can go look at the budgets that is being allocated their budgets are located but it's just that maybe when the budget comes and what we hear is what the donor is bringing but the government has something and what the government has are put into places that makes it run it's just like you have a car there are different aspects of the car but if the wheels are not working it will not move if the engine is not working it will not move if the windscreen is not there you can't move fast okay so the government of nigeria also at a different level at the federal at the state and at the local government are working but what we need to say is that maybe we need to work better and that is why every time partners are sitting down on the tables i say the way you were doing it before can we look at it again and then the donors come with the technical know-how and the fund and then in nigeria also we have technocrats experts who also have worked in this program for many years who sit down and plan on what's happening but i must assure you that the government of nigeria is actually working and that is why in the ministry of health there's a department called national malaria elimination program and their attention their focus is everything on malaria if you go to the states you have also the states elimination program and everybody's geared towards this there are programs that they do every year there are budgets there are activities and if you check for them as a media person you ask you call them on the radio on the tv they'll sit and they'll give you those details but i must assure you that the government is working towards that it is good you given this breakdown like you said if we call them uh, we've had cases where some showed up while some ignored the call uh, but then we had a case where the wife of Mr. President on our own came out to complain that about 500 billion marked for importation of what was that net again? Mosquito net. Mosquito net. Yeah. And the question that was asked then was if we import mosquito net with that amount, yeah. how much will it cost us to wipe off malaria from Nigeria? So Healthcare delivery, public healthcare delivery, is a serious business. If you look at what happens, the number of people in the country, and you want to attend or attend to every one of them as it is, it will cost you a lot. You have to plan, you have to design, you have to bring it. So, for example, let's go to the bed nets you talked about. So, for bed nets to be distributed, there are three ways of using the bed nets. Now, the first is you want to ensure that everybody has the bed net. And so you do what we call scale up for impact. You come and you do a mass distribution, which is called a mass campaign. All right. Now, when you do that, you ensure everybody gets it. 
then you now go to the next level which is the routine distribution and there you're trying to give it to pregnant women so you ensure that they get it and then you also give to children under five now when you do that mass distribution and you do the routine distribution you also can do the school and other community distribution just to make sure that you maintain that coverage you're supposed to have now when you do a mass distribution the idea is between the time you do a mass distribution and the next distribution, there are going to be new bed spaces because of new births. So that is why the routine must happen. And when you do that, then the third part is that people must use the net. So you also must talk to people to use the net and use it well. So for each stage we're talking about, you have to spend some money. If you're going to buy a bed net, right now if you go to market to buy a bed net, it goes for somewhere around 2,000 naira for a bed net. But they put on it for free, not to be sold. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, somebody has paid. I'm, te- I'm trying to get to the 500 million you're talking. So it goes for 2,000 naira for that bed net. So 2,000 naira to get that bed net. When you bring the bed net, you're going to get people who are going to go from house to house to distribute the net. If you're paying everybody that works for maybe 10 or 12 days, maybe 15,000 naira. And you're working with 10,000 people. You multiply it for 12 days. Okay? Now when you multiply, maybe if you use the state, let's use the the president's wife state, Adamawa. Adamawa has a population close to four million and they'll be using nets um they'll be using net close to like two or three million. Now when you calculate the nets that are going there, the people that are working and everything, you see that that amount of money is already going. Now you have to ship that net from some country around the world and bring you're paying the shipper. They're not doing free. They're not the business people. But it's just that like you're saying somebody has paid for that money. And that money is what is called uh, calculated in the amount that you're saying 500 million. So it's actually serious business doing that, but not just for malaria. Every healthcare delivery. You know, the question like now is now we're talking about preventive measure, yeah. right? Yeah. That's what the net is meant for. Yeah. How about dealing with the roots? If we spend all this money trying to prevent what we have not taken care of, is it not like you know pouring water in a basket? Because that net has an expiration date, isn't it? So when that net has expired, you need another net. But in this case, the argument has been if we can expend 500 million on this, how much would it cost us as a country to deal with the root of this. There are countries that don't even talk about malaria. If you go to Europe now, they don't talk about malaria, right? So nobody talks about it. So can't we, can't we get close to that with such money if all we do is just prevent, 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 prevent? We have not solved the problem because the problem we keep recurring. One of the things I said about investigative journalism is I'll be happy when you take the whole chunk and pull it together as one. So when we talk nets, it's just one bit of the whole arcade that pulls to bring malaria burden down. First, you have to talk about the prevention. Prevention also include managing the mosquito itself, the vector. When you're managing the vector, you're also looking at where it breeds. Larvicidin, you want to reduce their population of their breeding spaces. We'll talk to people and say, don't allow standing water, stagnant water in your household. You know, when you leave your house and travel for a week, you come back, you go and open your WC, your toilet. You see mosquitoes come out of there. You're breeding them. 
it's raining season now in the little things around your house tires we keep bottles of coke and all that all of us are breeding the mosquitoes people don't keep environment clean you don't expect government to clean your environment for you i was in one state last week and they say it was sanitation day till 10 p.m it was sanitation but everybody was sunny sleeping nobody came out to clean nothing and the environment continues to be dirty mosquitoes continue to breed and all that but the government keep talking we have ministries of environment and other places that need to work together for us to get that done now when you move from there you now go to the point where you begin to talk about protection and prevention you protect yourself the first one talk about breeding then prevention comes first with you even the clothes you're wearing can help reduce mosquito bite if you wear spaghetti uh, forgive me the ladies here you wear spaghetti and you go sit out in the evening you're going to expose yourself more for mosquito bite than somebody who wear a long sleeve okay so even that first starts from that okay then you go to where you have to talk about your sleeping when you're sleeping you're knocked out some people sleep you drop them off the bed they don't even know so if a mosquito is biting them they know nothing and that's the point where we're saying if you're sleeping enter into a mosquito net so you know that you're protected people keep treating mosquitoes like she said treating malaria sometimes every month every two months because the more you expose yourself to those bites there's quantity of bite there's rate of bite that can increase that for pregnant women, I'm still talking about prevention. We'll talk about the population. Yeah. Now, for a pregnant woman who is pregnant, mm. now at the from the 14th week where the baby kicks, that's the point where the baby begins to grow. The baby needs more oxygen to grow. If a woman has malaria in her body at that time, it will affect the energy that the baby gets, the oxygen and the nutrient that helps the baby to grow. And so the baby will come out sometimes looking lightweight. And then they say, the baby is something is wrong people have the bulb it might just be malaria and also malaria affects pregnant women it causes deaths for pregnant because of anemia and all that so then at that point when a woman is pregnant she goes to hospital that's why we say when a woman is pregnant the first thing we want to do when you notice please go register for ANC and when you register for ANC and that's remember I said they give them nets then you get the net because we want to protect you also but then there's a drug that is given to the woman the SP that they give it to the woman at some particular point in the pregnancy, like four times or five times to ensure that she's protected and the baby and the woman come out healthy. That's protection for the woman as well. Now, when you're using the net, you're not only protecting yourself. If a net is in this room, if there are 50 mosquitoes here and we say it's insecticidal, it kills the mosquito. So if there are 50 mosquitoes here, that net will reduce the quantity of mosquito by three or four or five or 20. If it reduces the quantity of mosquito by five or that quantity, then the biting rate is reduced. So even if you're not in the net, it helps you, but it's better to be in the net. Okay? Now, when you lift the net and maybe you say you're bitten by mosquito, you begin to feel sick. Like she said, people are feeling sick. How many people go to the hospital or to the pharmacy or somewhere to seek for professional care? Most of the people just go buy drugs. But for us to prevent and bring malaria to elimination anytime that parasite is in your body if you don't treat it the mosquito bites you it picks it and it gives another person we keep spreading it so we say go and check so they can do a test and be sure that you have the parasite and then you can get the right drug if you don't have the parasite they advise you to go for further test in nigeria okay Tracy. and we're saying people should use the right drug so you see there are a lot of things that will, and if we do all this pull together we move to elimination just to add that sometime around 2010 the nigerian incident level for malaria was about 47 percent that's to say that if you counted 10 people more, most likely you're going to see five people that have the parasite in their blood in 2015 
we moved it down to about 27. Now in the country, it's about 22, which means from 10 people you're seeing the parasite in maybe two or three people. Our desire is to get to where when you check for 10 people, it's hard to see. Maybe you see only one. And we're getting there gradually. Okay. That's a whole lot. I, I think we really need to put this much into this malaria issue because, like I said, in one of our editions that we talked about, malaria is, is supposed to be like our own pandemic, not, this, not just this COVID thing, because uh, malaria is what brings down an African child. I think they say for every second a child dies because of under the age of five. But the main peculiar thing about malaria when um, uh, Penny was talking about how do we completely stamp it out, is that it's directly related to poverty. There's direct correlation between malaria infestation and poverty. Right. And, and, and if you check now, if we should be able to, like, say we are getting malaria, rid of malaria completely from our space, it means the government aspect or part of it is still huge. Because to take off poverty from the people, have you gone to, okay, Let's even look at, like I said the other time, the, the movements from the urban, rural, urban drift, because the rural areas don't seem to really have much to offer anymore, looking at our century. So there is this massive drove. And then people are now trapped between uh, the city and in between, because they can't meet up with the life structure or the life demand or the cost of living in the city. So they end up having themselves within the urban slums. Do you understand? And then facilities within those urban slums have been so overstretched. Most of them don't have toilet systems. Most of them don't have uh, decent water. Most of them clean up the drainages. It's like an uphill tax that can never be achieved because so many things just get into there. So there is an already breathing space for those mosquitoes to stay. But if government can just better the lots of the people and provide a better livelihood structure, Malaria is something that can just easily be gone. But if you're in a, an environment, okay, you're wearing, yeah, uh, my house is clean. Yes, I, I can, like, have, okay, mosquito-treated night to sleep in. But when the, uh, the cluster around me is so bad that I can't even have air coming, there's no light, I would prefer to sleep with the mosquitoes biting me instead of getting myself stuffed into uh, an insecticide treated net where I can't even have air from anywhere to breathe. Do you understand? So most persons, like from her pool, most persons uh, say they can't sleep under that mosquito treated net because the accommodation where they are is, is so bad. You don't have light and then it's crumbs everywhere. So you would rather prefer, instead of to be sweating and then uh, I can't breathe any air anywhere, then I'll not see. So I'll just sleep, at least let me deal with just, just the mosquito. I can be hitting myself. And then even at that, if I clean my space, I clean the bottles, everything is clean, then the drainages are so bad because so many, how many thousand households are within the same environment, bathing and everything, and it's going into one slump where my, my, my structure or my little money or within us in that community, we can't take care of that slump. A structure needs to be in place. A flowing structure, when we take our bed, it goes off. Do you understand? So when we can't really do anything about it, then we now resolve to this uh, prevention, prevention. Like this mosquito, this amount that goes into the district tunnel, for instance. If we vote it to a particular community, let's have a standard drainages around this community. 
that alone can go a long way. But most times, you now look at people that make these policies. Do they really have the people at the peak of their mind? Because it now looks as if it's just to create something to have an avenue to siphon the rest. When we talk about these funds that come from the, the international communities, yes, there's counterpart funding from our own in-house. But those counterparts, it's tied to something. Most of them are tied to free malaria treatments and drugs. Have you gone to any of those places and you find any? These are the things that Nigerian, our own counterpart funding for this drive, is tied to. It's tied to a subhead. But you go there, you don't see, except for the ones that the international communities are meant to deliver. So how do we now say we are going to get malaria off our space? It's like a joke, really. So, so um, I like the passion. And it's a passion around the country. But like I said, the fight to bring malaria to zero is everybody's fight. The government can do her bit, but it's me and you that owns the bit. If you say you want to expose yourself and deal with the malaria, after that you go to the hospital and you're sick and you spend the money on the malaria. It's a circle of the poverty. Because as you're spending the money on malaria, you're reducing the money you're supposed to have to buy food, to buy clothing, to buy furniture. If a man has five children and he spends, how much is a malaria drug right now, even if you're buying over the counter, if you don't go to the hospital to get it for free? If he has five children and in a year, he treats every child five episodes between January and December, that means he's treating malaria 25 times. If he's spending 2,000 naira per child, he's spending 25, 25 times 2,000. He's spending 50,000, okay? It also reduces their time to go to school. That 50,000, if it's put into the economy of that family, can do a lot for them. And so we're saying, the first person that thinks about the environment is you. The government can do her bit, but if the government is not doing her bit, you have to do something. Okay. And that is why, sorry, and that is why we talk about advocacy. We advocate to community leaders, to religious leaders. We need to keep talking about it. How many times do you drive on the street in Nigeria and you come to a checkpoint, you come to a junction or a traffic light and people obey it? So everybody is saying the government is bad, but you don't know that you are a government at the point where you are. What are you doing? And if we talk about the drugs, like we're saying about the fund we're calling, I challenge the media, and I've done it before and I'm saying it, please do investigative journalism. Go and ask how many facilities get the drugs and go to the facility and ask, do people get it? Is it free? There's what is called exit interview, client exit interview. You can stand at the facility and when people go and come out, ask them questions. When you went there, what happened? Did you get the drug? So you can also say it. Because again, if you put a hearsay like people say on the street, as a media person, you're only propagating, propagating what people are saying on the street. That's can I ask, correct. hold on, can I ask yeah. this? Now that you're making this this way, where are the points where people can find these free malaria drugs? Yeah, so primary health care clinics. Or the primary health care. In the, in, states, the in the states where there's support by the donor. You know, you talk about the donor. Even in the FCT, go to primary health care. Which of them? There's a primary health care in Pasi Is it here. all the primary all health care? All the primary health care. Okay, I've, be been to, I've been to Duse primary health care, and yeah. I'm saying this on air. Okay. None. What did you go for? Malaria drugs. What did they tell you when you got there? They say they don't have it. No, no, when you got there first, what was the point of entry? 
point of entry for the drugs. For you, when you got there, say you needed the drug. What did they tell I you? I said I needed malaria drugs. And they said, Oga, we don't have. No, not do that, first of all. If you come and you say you have malaria, they will tell you to go for a test. They, they didn't ask me for a test. So you didn't go to the right place. So where should I go to? If you go there and you say you're sick, you go mm. there. First of all, you go for a test. Now I'm saying no, this no, because... You know why I, said, no, I raised this? Yeah. Just hold on. Yeah. Because we're trying to educate people now. Exactly. Fine. Why I said this? Anyone who goes to the hospital is either ignorant or is knowledgeable. Sure. Right? And the job of anyone he or she meets at whatever point he meets, the duty of that person is first educate the person. Right? So if, for instance, I went there and I was told, organo drugs, government no give us drugs, go another hospital, we get drugs. Okay. Whose failure is that? Is it mine? So, so what we'll do... I'm asking, is it mine? About the failure. Yeah, whose failure is it? Is it my failure? Because whose fault is it? I can't answer that. Good. We need uh, to like you out. said no, now, we need to find I out expect that... Apple. What That's I expect said, is, like you, you said now... Right no, it's not about going to right or wrong. Yes. I expect that at that point... Okay, Oga, have you done tests? Yeah, they can now educate Now, you. as the thing happened like this, go to this place. Go that is the first point. Yeah. But when you tell me outrightly, Oga, we no get drugs so, here. So Government no give us drugs. So Come off from here. So, so Do you blame me? No, it's unfortunate that happened. And that's what we're saying, that among the activities we are doing yes. you know somebody like we mentioned for that money just come but the money also goes into training capacity building for people so you know, which means some of these monies are not used properly because if that money was used i shouldn't have gotten that response from that individual i should believe that just like you came here if you come here and you speak out of place it is my job to tell you, no say this no you can't say this because i'm trained on it whatever i'm paid or whatever training is given to me is for me to educate the public yeah. so if i go to a hospital and i don't ask the right question it is also their duty because they have been paid and they have been trained to teach people to tell me okay go to this place do yeah, this yeah. do this yeah. and do this that's i have learned yes yeah, so i agree so what i'm saying is i need you with your capacity mm. as a media person to help the people on the street you have the knowledge you have the power to speak about this let me hold you there so we need to go pay no, some no, bills we need this. to pay some bills now let me hold you for now okay. um we'll take a breather abuja please 100% love, 100% pure. We, we got the love. Got the love. 104.5 Love FM. Okay, um, it's um, 9.46 a.m. and you're still on to your multiple world on station, Love 104.5. It's uh, still the podium, our current first flagship program. We're still on the issue of malaria. 
to be part of this conversation 0909435015 or 0810091367 um, our guests have been um John Ocholi from Society for Family Health good to have you back thank you as well as um, my colleagues and Patricia Bassi from NY Pulse well, before um, we went, um, we had that breather. The issue was on um, what to do. We are all partners, stakeholders. And I made mention of a particular primary health care center in Duse, where the lady outrightly told me, she just looked at me in the face, oh, God, come off. Oh, God, we no go get them here, we no get them. Come on, oh, God, just, you know, one, the rudeness the way she attended to me but good thing you're here and you're telling us where to go to these people we use our taxpayers money to educate them give them training if they are guys we allow them go for the training anyways uh, but then julius yes we're about asking a question before we yeah you know to the listener listening right about now so one we want to ask apart from mosquitoes can malaria be gotten from any other source or I don't know other causes of malaria, exception of the mosquito bites. So malaria fever yeah. is only mosquito. Okay. You know, there's typhoid fever, there's yellow fever, there are different kind of fevers. Mm -hmm. And most of these fevers present almost with the same symptoms, similar symptoms. So once headache and all goes that. down with malaria, it means a mosquito has beaten the person. For you to be sure, you must do a test. Okay. And that's why we say that first you have to treat. You have to test before you treat. And we're encouraging people. Uh, these days there are a lot of labs around the areas or in the neighborhood. I think to do a malaria parasite test is 1,000 naira. Some places 500. Okay. And I will advise that before you go take that, it's good to just go there. But if there's a clinic over, you go to the clinic and make sure that you test. Now, what happens when you test? One, you're sure of what you're treating and you treat it. If it's not malaria, that you're having then they tell you to test further then they do a wider test or a bigger test and if they need to refer you they refer you the magic or the objective is to make sure that you're well mm. yeah you know when we started he said there's good news for us that the world is working mm. towards eliminating yes. malaria from nigeria from the world and from nigeria yes Let's use our own constituency for now. <laughs> uh, any year in view, you know, we had kick polio out. At some point, um, we were told that Nigeria is free from polio, right? So any year in view for us? Projections. Okay, so um, for Nigeria, the desire is to get to a place where you have that less than 5% of parasites in the body. All right? And then, then you begin to do what they call case tracing and try to remove them as they come. Because the transmission of malaria is that the mosquito have to bite and pick the parasite from an infected person to move it around. And remember I said there was a time in Nigeria that it was around 40-something, and then we move it to 20-something, now 27, now we're around 22, and gradually we're going down. Uh, putting a year in view, there's what we call the strategic plan. Okay. The strategic plan usually covers five years, and you work within that five years to see where you're going. The current strategic plan is supposed to end in 2025, but Nigeria's getting it to that level of zero, of, of less than 5%, 
it's somewhere between now and 2030. And we're hoping that we can get there. Right now, we're ready in 2023. Mm-hmm. So it's not a two-five time. I remember in those days, in the year 2000, the year 2000, it was like, like too far. It's like forever. But 2000 is past now. Yeah. So also, there are efforts going on. And what I want to say is that the effort to bring this down, it's everybody's collective effort, especially the media. So if you go to a place... You keep calling media all yeah, the time. I, I, I know what the media can do. The media has so much power. If you go to a place and, for example, and you don't get where you're supposed to get, there are places. I think the first place people should learn to go is to director or to the, to the directorate of public health or the primary health care agency and tell them, hey, people need commodities here that they don't have. And again, you have to tell people, encourage people. I know my sister here talked about the heat in the net and all that and all that. But most times what we tell people is it's better to go into the net wear light clothing not too heavy again because already the net is almost like a, a a wrapper covering you if you're not in the net you use for wrapper to cover but if you're in the net you don't need the wrapper again you can wear a singlet or something light and stay there find yourself sleep now that you're advocating for us to stay on the net won't you advocate to aedc to be given light <laughs> i think you should you should make the right now that you're advocating for us to to be sleeping on the AEDC, why don't you advocate on behalf of the Look, give these people light so they can sleep I, I under wish, the I net. I wish I can, but right now I'm telling you what I can do and advocate for. All right, uh, Patricia, let's hear you, please. Okay, so I would also like to make reference and add to um, what you had talked about in terms of achieving um, zero, zero malaria. Okay. Um, we, our reference to NAVDAC when the director general it's on the r21 malaria vaccine that was you know um, introduced and mm. she had also said that okay the vaccine had in, indicated you know effort in preventing you know malaria and during the course of our based off of that during the course of our poll we had asked them nigerians on their awareness of the malaria vaccine and it was interesting to find out that majority of nigerians that's about 77 percent affirmed that they are not aware of the vaccine we had 29 percent who stated that they are aware of the vaccine and as regards their willingness we had 13 percent who stated they are not willing to take um, a malaria vaccine should it be you know approved and confirmed and we had 87 percent who also said that they are willing to you know take the vaccine so i also i think it's important for relevant you know authority stakeholders they need to sensitize people on this particular vaccine how we the, the importance of taking it just like how we had when we had the covid um, pandemic and people had to get vaccinated just to you know stay safe so it goes beyond just preventive measures should this vaccine be you know adopted in our country should we should it be confirmed you know safe to use we need to also sensitize people on the importance of taking it and to ensure that people actually protect themselves and stay safe okay john your last word because we're out of time oh okay so i just want to say that um malaria is preventable okay it's curable and we can eliminate it and it's everybody's effort combined together to achieve this and i want to ask nigerians Try to keep your environment clean, especially this rainy season. Don't leave tires or hoops or things that will breed mosquitoes in your neighborhood. Try to clean your gutters so the water can flow. And please sleep inside the net. Okay? This weather now, I know there's no light, but because of the rain, the weather is sweet to sleep, remember? (laughs) All right? And if you feel feverish or pain or headache or anything, 
don't just go buy malaria medicine please go for a test and if it's positive for malaria use the right act drug treat and cure malaria from your body thank you nigeria okay and i also like to add government do proper mapping do your job it's important while we advocate for people to prevent it create a enabling environment that will aid the prevention uh thank you very much patricia for your time today thank you for having me tracy thank you for your time yeah thank you so much Penel. and i would still like to add while we do our best to have a good environment you that pack some of these free drugs that have been paid for please try to stop doing this okay Try to stop doing it. That's Tracy. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, all, all agencies involved should sit up and, of course, just like uh, Mr. John Riley stated, maybe we can get a, a malaria-free Nigeria, hopefully, someday. Amen. I'll add an amen to that. <laughs> Abuja, God bless you. God bless Nigeria. And long live the Federal Republic of Nigeria. It's weekend. Protect yourself from malaria.